Good morning, everyone. This morning, we have Juneau School District Superintendent Dr. Bridget Weiss with us. Good morning, Bridget. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? I am fantastic on this fine, cold Juneau winter morning. Very chilly. (laughs) It is. For this school year, I guess we have the March to winter break left, right? Yes, we do. We are. Um, it's it's just really hard to believe that we're going to hit December this week. Other than the temperatures outside, that's a good reminder. But uh, boy, the last couple months have gone super fast. And so, yes, we have uh, just a few weeks. Uh, we actually go fairly late this year um, before winter break. Um, so we have about three weeks left. And um, and so schools are busy wrapping up at the high school, wrapping up their semester. Yeah, when and does it end? That right as as we go into winter break. So um, Wednesday, uh, hmm, December 21st, I think. I could have that wrong, but uh, that's the middle of that week. And uh, so that will be the close of our uh, fall semesters for our high school students. And, um, you know, lots of celebrations in our buildings uh, where we invite parents in. And so uh, it's a busy few weeks. And the snow is going to fall either way later and Talk to us about winter closures. I saw there are several ways parents can be notified that schools are closed. Correct. So um, as we watch our winter weather, um, it always is challenging to make these decisions when the snow does start falling. And and really how that works is in the morning early, 3.30, 4 o'clock, I start communicating with our 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 first student uh, manager, uh, with our city manager, uh, with JPD, um, and we check the roads. And, uh, and so then we make that decision. We always try to make a decision if we're going to have to close schools uh, to do that no later than about five o'clock in the morning. And then we start getting that word out. So parents would get notices through their Blackboard notification system. Uh, and uh, we also put it, we call you, <laughs> we call the radio stations, media gets it, and we start blasting that out everywhere. Um, and, you know, uh, we always have safety in mind. One of our challenges on those days is our bus transportation. So um, we do have to make sure that our buses can run. And that's usually the determining factor. Uh, then sometimes we do this intermediate intermediate solution where we, what we call bus routes and so for some of our families that live up steeper hills um, and so forth or way out the road um, we do abbreviated routes on certain days because our buses can't quite get up there but they can do the rest of it and so those routes are communicated with parents and that's on our website in well in advance they're there now so uh, we have a variety of solutions that we can find on those days very good now, moving on to the school district budget, talk us through this deficit we're hearing about. This is for this school year's budget, right? It actually is from last school year. Oh, so okay. it is um, a, a manifestation of our FY22 audit. So it is the snapshot in time on June 30th, 2022. And it takes several months for the auditors to finish going through everything and um, and then finalize that. And really, what is fairly complicated for a school system, and you recall this as a board member um, in developing budgets, is we always have to budget on estimates. And there's a lot of variables involved. Um, and on top of those variables, the 
ultimate challenge is that our funding has not increased in almost a decade. Our state level funding has so not increased. When you say estimates, you mean student enrollment. Right? So that's one of the pieces. Oh, there's of, there's right. quite a few. Enrollment is one. Um, we, we have to project how many kids are going to show up. And of course, we do our budgeting process in the spring. So we finalize our budget in March. We send it to CBJ, who then does their appropriation in April. Then we submit it to DEED. However, the main lever of our funding is enrollment, actual enrollment that ends up getting finalized in early November. So that's wrong. Because I remember asking you before I've uh, for actuals regarding student enrollment. Yeah. So they come in late. Yes, exactly. They come in late. And so and that is what dictates our state level of funding. Uh, and so really, at the end of the day, um, anticipated revenues for FY22 were lower than expected actual revenue was lower than anticipated and our costs went up. Uh, you what? remember the winter we had last year, yeah. right? So heating, fuel. so we had huge, um, we had much higher utility costs. Uh. Fuel also went up. So not only did we have a cold winter, we had an expensive spring fuel price, uh, fuel prices. And so the net result of that was this deficit. Um, it is, we've also, was there any other contributing factors? Uh, That was the main, uh, the main structure is less revenue than anticipated and expenditures higher than expected. Um, And so that resulted, and the school district board, when they finalized their budget, one of the pieces to that puzzle is our fund balance, because like every household, a little cushion is necessary to manage those variances. And so when you say fund balance is kind of the savings, right? It's an, uh, right. right. It's like okay. a little savings account. It's undesignated. Um, and um, that wasn't enough to manage those variances. So then a deficit showed up. Okay. So now what we're doing is we're in a fiscal year. And we're starting to budget for the next fiscal year. So there are really three years that impact the school district's finances all at once. Because that FY22 experience doesn't go away, it still is there impacting this school year. So this year we're looking at every resource we have, like are there revenue sources that are untapped? Are there grants that we could get to support um, and and add some revenue, uh, et cetera? And so bef- could you talk about how it would affect next, uh, I guess what it would be this year's budget season? Right, yeah. You know? So right now the budget that we're in, um, we're looking at revenue. Mm-hmm. Is there Are there revenue sources that we haven't explored? Uh, and are there expenditures that we can uh, minimize during this school year? Because we have to make up for that deficit, right? That deficit doesn't just magically go away. It goes away as a function of revenue and expenditures and having more revenue than expenditures. And so the, and this current school year, we have to start working on that. Then as we begin in January, uh, to start our budgeting process for FY24, the board's going to have some tough decisions to make um, around how they build a budget that sustains all the amazing work we're doing and is supportive of everyone, kids, family, staff, um, 
and has enough of a fund balance as an example to so that we don't end up in a deficit again. Okay. So it, it's all three school years really at one time merging together a bit. Okay. Now, I saw for this month's meeting, there's a food contract in the works with Nana. It was in first reading at the meeting, at the last mm-hmm. meeting. Could mm-hmm. you update us on that? You bet. If you remember, um, we normally approve food service contracts for a year um, at a time. And um, the board decided this fall to only approve through January uh, or through the end of December uh, in order to sort of let the dust settle with um, our situation that happened um, this summer and um, see if there were other options out there for food service. So we did an RFP, which we didn't have time to do before school started in August. um, And, um, make sure again that that nana who is our current contractor was responding um as we wanted them to uh and again have time for that rfp and so we did that we put an rfp out um as we sort of anticipated there were no other uh, interested uh companies and so we're putting forward to the board uh, a decision to extend the contract now from January to June. And then we would go back into our normal yearly cycle after that. Uh, I see. So, so this not, is just to complete this year's food service contract. So not to reinvent the wheel and make it now contracts right. are negotiated in the winter. Exactly. I see. Yep. It was just to finish out this year, which was a response to what happened in the summer. Well, very good. But on those meetings, we'll be talking about that after the break. Stay tuned. And we're back with Juno School Superintendent, Dr. Bridget Weiss. I thought a break would be fitting, given the number of items the board may take up at its next meeting. Uh, topping the agenda appears to be discussion on finding a new superintendent. Correct. Yes, uh, we do have quite a few action items in December. Uh, the first one uh, will be uh, some discussion by the board on process and uh, whether they want to use a search firm or um, or not, etc. So there'll be a lot of discussion there about process and probably some conversation about timing. Um, and uh, this is a second reading, a final reading, and and we did that. So so that uh, they could make a decision and then be ready to begin the process in January. So it's going to be a very busy spring because we'll be building a budget, which always takes a lot of time, as you recall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the board will be spending a lot of time, you know, listening to the community, listening to staff, um, and going through the process of. Um, and I say that because they're they're probably going to want to do some uh, more um, out, uh, input around what people are looking for in their next superintendent, uh, and that will fuel the process of hiring. And then the actual finding candidates, vetting candidates, bringing them in uh, to interview, and then making that decision. So um, we'll, they'll, the board will start that process likely in January. So what options are on the table for the board? I remember in past uh, searches there were there were internal searches there were national search firms Mm -hmm. what options are there Uh, mostly uh, as I mentioned uh, there are some uh, 
search firms that will likely be interested um, and uh, they'll decide uh, which of those they want to go with or they may choose to go with the Alaska Association of School Boards that AASB organization also does superintendent searches. They could choose to do it in-house, which would mean like our HR department facilitating it, et cetera. That's probably not likely to happen based on just the amount of capacity we have staff-wise um, to do that. And, and really, you want it to be a pretty broad search, right, to get the best pool of candidates. And that's one of the benefits of having the search firms or AASB doing that work uh, because they have connections they know who's out there looking for superintendent jobs and so you can um have uh bigger pools usually that way so so those will be it'll be a matter of of do they use a search firm or not and then which search firm they use and also on the agenda is the legislative project priority list uh that was taken up and I understand areas that were prioritized was safety and HVAC. Uh, could you talk about that? Let's let's start with the safety uh, sure. recommendations. Um, we um, are always looking at uh, safety improvements for sure, and and they just you know we we seem to it's so hard to keep up with the demand around facilities and safety. So so this would be putting some of those priorities on the list. Um, you know, recently we uh, made maybe a month ago now or a, over a month ago uh, we made the decision to keep our front doors at all of our schools locked common practice has been now for years all the doors in a school are locked all the outside doors except the front and right people come and go through the front door but just as an extra measure of caution um, we decided that we would keep during the school day the front doors locked as well and it's a little inconvenient but it adds a lot of safety. Uh, so we're looking at some improvements to some of our entries, as an example, buzzer systems to help that process be a little more smooth. We're sort of doing it old school now where um, there's a phone number somebody calls and then somebody from the front office has to, you know, has to go let people in. Um, so it's a bit of a sacrifice right now for the art of the safety component, uh, but we're looking to get some augmentations in some of our front office areas, entry areas, um, as an example. Very good. Now, there's also some of the board's own legislative priorities. Uh, since we don't know what might be on that list now, what has there been typically for legislative priorities? I really would guess that their priorities are going to be relatively similar to the last year or two, um, just because the work hasn't changed all that much and the needs have not changed all that much. So one typical uh, priority is funding, adequate funding and multiple year funding, because the other challenge that we have each year that we budget is we don't know by the time the school board is building their budget we don't know what the legislature is going to do about funding for the next year and so forward funding adequate funding we have been underfunded 
for, as I said, almost a decade. So that's our main priority. It is an expectation that uh, constitutional expectation that public education be funded. So that's one. Um, Early childhood has been another area that the board has been very interested in and held up as a priority. Uh, We believe that um, the commitment to early childhood makes a big, big difference in readiness for K-12 and allows uh, really the learning experience for all students to be much better when all kids are prepared for kindergarten. And um, and we can see in our data that um, only about one-third of our students enter kindergarten with what we call um, kindergarten readiness, which means we have some indicators and they have to um, be um, sufficient in a a number of those kindergarten readiness indicators. Uh, And that's not enough. We need more students entering kindergarten ready, you know, really ready to learn. And so that's been a priority um, since we have had the COVID experience. Um, the first round of that kindergarten readiness data was even lower. And so uh, that will likely continue to be a, a really high priority. And we're excited about some potential uh you know, from the legislature now recognizing that it is important and schools, K-12 school systems should be engaged in that work. And so there's some partial funding coming next year for certain pre-K programs inside of our school system. Oh, yeah. That's from the uh, AK Reads, right? Yep, yeah. The Alaska Reads Act. Yep. Mm. And so um, it's possible if all things shake out um, that we could have our our, kin- our pre-K programs receiving some funding through the state formula at 0.5 FTE for the first time. So there is some, some hope in that. Because and that's a long-range plan. It's now to make it pre-K to 12. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Now, then there's the FY25 school calendar. Any challenges this time fitting all the dates in place? (laughs) I hope not. It's hard for us to imagine FY25. But what we do is this will be a first reading. There's two options um, that will go in front of the board for them to see. We do it by committee. So we have a committee that works on that. And while FY25 seems way out there, the reason we do that is we like to have two school calendars formalized, finalized at a time so that families can plan, people can plan. And so um, we already have the school calendar for next year, FY24. This is the school calendar for the year after next year. So I'm a planner. I like to plan. Uh, But that's pretty far out there planning. So that's the advantages. Um, We'll do a final reading in January and then everybody can have that to their to use as needed in their family planning because then you'll be deciding when spring break falls exactly winter break spring break start first day of school is an important one so people can plan their summers around that and staff around when that first day of school is Um, same thing at the end that's always another critical date when does the school year end so that they can start planning their summer um, fun and uh, so yeah it, it is important piece to our planning so in January we'll have we should have the final calendar and then so all this will be discussed at the the December 13th exactly yep and those two calendars will be in the board packet that's you know public it's on the about four or five days before the board meeting it's on the website people can look at those it'll be part of the board packet well any brief heads up to parents before we go Bridget Uh, I 
I don't think I have a heads up. I would just say um, a, a huge appreciation to, uh, as, as we come out of a week of gratitude, I think it's really important to uh, recognize uh, the work that our staff is doing every day and really all staff. We have teachers, you know, paraprofessionals, custodians, maintenance crews, office, front office staff, nurses, counselors. You know, we just have so many uh, adults working really diligently to support kids and I just spent a couple of uh, some time this morning in a couple of schools and it is um, always you know really refreshing to see it in action and and I just uh, really appreciate all of our staff and what they commit to kids every day well thank you for that and thank you being here this thank morning. you much Kevin and thank you for listening this morning this is Kevin Allen for Action Line signing off